Hello, everybody, and welcome to Schedules Podcast. This is a true horror podcast by someone who is terrified of true horror. Yes, that's me. My name's James. And before we start today, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording today. This is, was, and always will be Aboriginal land. So today I'm joined by not one, not two, but two <laughs> guests, Jordy and Andy. Hello. 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 How are you? Yeah, good. Well, good. Thanks for having us. You're so welcome. So we're not breaking social distancing rules. We are currently 1.5 meters apart. Um, so we're doing good. We're doing great. We're doing great. <laughs> I, feel, uh, I feel very safe. You feel safe. Feel I feel good. safe. Um, Andy, this is your first time. Yes. Is this your first time ever on a podcast in general or just like... My first time on anything, really. Oh, my ever. God. My first time on anything. <laughs> on anything. I've never been in a house. I've <laughs> been in a house, never sat on the floor. Never. Never sat on the floor. No. Nah. Because you're still on the floor. I already got pins and needles, but it's great. So do I, actually. I'm going to do the whole mermaid spread. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm Ariel. Um, so... How is your isolations going? Um, bored of shit. Bored of shit. So bored. Um, I day. am essential. So I'm back at work, cutting hair as a barber. That's good though. Yeah, it is good. I mean, <clears throat> it's 1.5 for everyone, unless you're getting your hair cut. Then I have to put my mittens all over you. Wasn't, so you closed for a while? We shut for just under a month. Yeah. It was kind of like at the start when it was a bit up in the air. Yeah. No one really knew what was going on. So we just shut the doors. True. Now that's flattened a bit, we're all back at it. Yeah, because I've like I've been like literally obsessed with watching the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the app. Yeah, I got the app like... too, and I check it like every day. I <laughs> was for like the first week, yeah, and then I yeah. really dropped off. There was one day when it was like seven new cases, and I was like, "Hello, we're killing yeah, it." Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Like we're crushing this. Yeah, it's... what are we back to now? Like, what's the vibe for uh, like the past kind of? Few days? I haven't checked it today. Is it the COVID nineteen app? It's the coronavirus. Oh. Because I kind of uh, went with the same pattern that I go with, like, television shows. Like, first week, I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm looking at those numbers, and I'm like, bored, It's bored. just, like, it's just entertaining. It's just <laughs> I'm a- fucking bored of this <laughs> fucking COVID-19 bullshit. Yeah, it's well, like, I would go dramatically and make it a thing. Or it's like, yeah, go hard, off. like, or just kind of piss off, really. Go Ruby hard. Princess was where I really peaked in my interest. Mm. Well, I don't know if you know. Because the drama of it. There, well, there was one that docked in uh, Wollongong. Yeah, well, um, yeah, but the Ruby Princess was in the Illawarra with oh, all the crew the, on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there's been 16 new cases since yesterday. Okay, so low. that's like hot? Or? That's good. It's low. It's better than like 100,000. Like, <laughs> like New York. We yeah. Have, yeah, so true. currently in Australia, we have 6,703 confirmed cases, 3,000 in New South Wales. So you have the highest in the country, which is probably like a little bit alarming, but... I know in Wollongong it's only 120, which is small. Chillin. So, chillin, living life. Um, mm. But obviously we're not here to talk about that. No, it is scary though. It is scary. <laughs> but I talk about it every episode. Yeah, well, the thing is no one's got anything to talk about <clears throat> at all. It's like, oh, so like, what are you doing? Exactly. Oh, nothing, nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. That's exactly right. So we do things like this podcast to keep us entertained mm. and... Um, and uh, Fulfilled. Fulfilled. Andy... Scary stuff. What's your vibe? I love scary stuff. I, I love it and I fucking hate it. I, I love horror movies and I'll mm. always start one. And 10 minutes in, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Because mm. I just, I live by myself. And I don't, but I've always been like that since I was a kid. I've always like loved the rush, but regretted it instantly. What so, you, what's yeah. like, what scares you? Um, like in your previous podcast, you talked about like the strangers or the stranger. Oh yeah. Uh, like when I was young, like the first one that fucked me up was Blair Witch Project. 
Oh yeah, because it was so real. Nothing really happens, but it's, I think that's the scariest part about it. Is uh, yeah. that's like that last scene where shit does hit the fan and it's just so mysterious and so real. So we used to watch it and go camping that night oh. just to like this. <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't know why, but it was fun. I have this weird thing. I don't even know how to vocalize it properly, but when I was like maybe thirteen, mm. I like watched. There is a Blair Witch sequel. Yeah. We call it, I think it's called The Book of Shadows. Yeah. I've only watched it when I was like 13 or 14, maybe 15, maybe 16, maybe 21. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't remember it. So it I can't remember it either. Yeah. But you know what's really weird? There is this house in in uh, in a, cl- a local area, very close to here, that um, for some strange reason, in my brain, the Blair Witch sequel was... Filmed, filmed there, there and I was there oh, shit. I don't know why and I'm not sure if it was like a dream that I had that's kind of messed with my memory or if like I'm gonna die there <laughs> one or the other yeah um, and I remember it's, I remember what the lounge room looks like I remember exactly what it looks like it's so fucking scary to me sometimes yeah. I buy it it's like a bridge it's a weird ha- old old house and there's like a bridge to it like an old oh, little that. rickety like bridge a moat no, kind of. It's a castle. It doesn't. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just. A, but I remember sitting in the lounge room like with a bunch of people. Ew. I don't know who they were. It's weird. Isn't what is it? this in your dream or real life? I don't know. That's the thing. No, I don't know. Know. Oh. It's like a memory, but not. So it's oh, almost right. like my dream yeah, became yeah. a memory, but is it real? Yeah. So I'm thinking. Mm. I'm thinking if I rewatch the yeah. sequel, will I just implode and like have yeah, a mental breakdown? Maybe watch and be like, oh no, I just had a dream about this. Yeah, but that's boring. Yeah, just don't watch it again. I don't I think wanna, anyone will watch it twice. Think there's something going we want to read into the drama of it. <laughs> we wanna, we wanna Actually, there's a third one that came out recently. I didn't see that either. Yeah, that was like the... It was more of a remake of the original. Just uh, called but Blair they have like drones of cameras. Yeah. yeah. I fucking hate that. It wasn't like, good. And you also see the Blair Witch, which is like the whole oh, point of it. No. was that you didn't see it. No, you don't um, want to see that. And it's very like... So I was watching... <laughs> you don't, you don't want to see, see it. That's that. the whole thing. It's like... You don't want to see that. bird box when like they didn't put the monster in, but you saw photos of it and you're like... That would have been a shitter movie. And also, like, with Jaws, it's scary until you see the shark. And then you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. That was <laughs> it's a suspense. A horror, like, scary movies are, are the scariest when you're there, like, fucking ready for something yeah. to jump out. Absolutely. I'm a piece, happens, like, I'm a piece like, of shit and I went to go see it at the movies. And then when I went to see that? it. The new Blair Witch. Oh, right. <laughs> um, and when I saw it, I was, like, really nervous until the end. And then you see it and you're like, oh, there she is. Like, yeah. Okay. Just an ugly, like tall, skinny thing. Which, you're like, oh, cl- that's exactly what you would expect. No, like, unless it's done well, like you're talking about the, the actual the witch. Yeah, when yeah. you saw that witch mashing up the baby, that was, that, cool. that was well done. But you barely you barely see her. It's more no, like, no, no. Yeah. It's, ugh. Eerie. I hated that. Um, what have you watched? Anything spooky lately, Jordley? Jordy? Jordley? 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 Uh, anything at all? Like what? Absolutely not. No, you used to. Have I watched anything? Oh, I, I, I watched that scare really up. shitty movie. Oh, wow. What was that really bad one? It was so bad. Um, <laughs> oh my god, what was it? like Jeffrey's book or something? Oh no, Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Jeff- <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I just say Jeffrey's that. book. <laughs> 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 all right, that movie was so promising. I remember you uh, talking about it okay. with uh, <laughs> so someone, bad. and you're yeah. like, "There's this one scene with a toe," and I'm like, "All right, I need to rewatch it." I watched the start, and I just 
This is find out. So I rewatched it. It was a good movie until the last ten minutes. It wasn't like, good. It was like it had a good concept, but the last ten minutes, oh, I'm like, weird. what the yeah. fuck? Because obviously, like, it's based on that novel. It's based on a novel. Stephen yeah, yeah, King, Stephen right? King, yeah. Stephen King, and the way that the novel is like this thick, and yeah, what they've well. done, they've focused on the first part of the novel yeah. and they tried to pack in the literal Everything like 600 pages into like 10 minutes yeah it's like it's good that stops and it's just like where is she now and it's I like a recap found, of like, like who cares? Oh, I just found the actors so insufferable she's oh, from Spy Kids <laughs> Oh, wait, I take everything I said back. She's the mum. She's the mum. No. Ben. Banderas? The yeah. guy with... I just hated it. Why didn't... Ha- yeah. The Torah Star King. That I don't was, really remember that, that bit. bit. Yeah. The, a bit the, scary. The, what do they call him? The Moonlight Man? Yeah, Moonlight Man. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why it scared you. It just fucking... It fucked me it up. It fucked me up a little bit just because I thought I was going to see him. No, I'm not into that. But I didn't oh. like... I'm just not into anything mad. Oh, and the bit where she... The wrist bit was good. Oh, she, she, she oh, yeah, she just skin off. That was good. Generally, uh, it just rips her whole hand off. It's so brutal. remember that. But I hated the dog. Like, it was just so badly done. He was trying to eat her or something? The eating the husband mm. on the floor and stuff. And it was just like... Mm. I thought it was a wolf. No. My brain was a wolf. a wolf. Yeah, it's a wolf. <laughs> well, that's a dog. Jeffrey's book. <laughs> Sorry, this was Jeffrey's We've book. There was like this dog in it, and like. Hey, uh, I'm really into. All. I'm really. In, I watched another one um, recently called The Platform, Spanish. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh, is that the jail one? Everyone's like, yeah, Kind of my brother. <laughs> is that the one where they eat the food? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so here's the thing that. about these kind of movies. It's really strange because there are like hundreds and hundreds of like very well made like, philosophical mm. horror films out mm. there. For example, like, Suspiria is one of them, the remake and the original, um, and, like, The Love Witch, and there's a bunch of others from, like, the 70s. But when these ones get really popular on Netflix, for some bizarre reason that makes no sense to my brain, and gets dubbed in English, to me, it loses the whole, like, the popularity of it and people watching it. They just, I don't think they gauge what the point of it is. It's not mm. supposed to be a jail movie about food on platforms. There's yeah. so much more to it. Obviously, it's like a... And old... so, every time I talk to someone about it, they're like, oh, it was so dumb. I'm like, but that's... Like, you're dumb. You're dumb. But it's also it's when you make, like, these kind of movies that wouldn't normally be so mainstream. That's what so I mean. available. Like, yeah. everyone's like, I don't fucking get it. I think but as soon as they put anything in English dub, yeah. they're like, there's something wrong don't... there. Why are they doing that? I can't, I can't watch it. Everyone's telling me to watch that money heist. Not scary, but <laughs> I just can't watch three seasons of it dubbed. Like, no. I watched Parasite, and I know you loved it. So I was very much just like, okay, like... It's I know you rock it. I just don't like, I don't like reading a movie, because I want to focus on the movie, and, sure. and instead I'm reading. <laughs> like reading I like, to me, it's a chore. Like, like uh, Jeffrey's book. Do you want to read the book? you want to watch the book? Um, well, I, yeah, I'm, no, I've, ever since I was like, just some, a pompous little piece of shit, when I was a kid, I was really into anime. Yeah. So what, reading subtitles like at an early age was like you're down with it. Just next to nature for me. I just watch does the dub like Dragon Balls. It's always fair. Dubbed. Yeah. Yeah. Live your life. Fair. Yeah. You know what? Live your life. Cartoons are a bit more forgiving though because yeah, yeah. their mouth is just doing this really. Yeah. Exactly. Um, non horror movie related completely, mm. but Onward by Disney. That just haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen it yet. Very very good. We saw a good review. Y- yeah, my. F- who it was, was it we watched? I think it was my mate Al. He does uh, Al's movie reviews. I'm pretty sure it's him. Anyway, yeah, he loved it. It's like a Dungeons and yeah. Dragons kind of... Kind of, yeah. It's really good. And there's a literally like a um, very a, apparent queer character 
Not oh, like work. not like in Finding Dory when it's like two women with a pram. It's like this woman, what? female character, is like me, and my what? girlfriend. Oh, did you not hear about that? What was it? In Finding, Sorry? Finding Dory got banned in Russia because um, oh my god! In the there's one scene in the zoo in the aquarium where two women are pushing a pram in the background. Okay, far out. So Disney and, and Pixar are really like tiptoe around the queer thing, but in this um, one, there's like a woman who's like me, and my girlfriend, like straight up. Says it out oh, loud, which has never been done before. So it's obviously got banned in Russia. Is it like Elsa gay or something? Are they like listening no, to like, like, like me and my girlfriend? No, is Elsa actually no, no. gay? Yeah. Like she's like, my girlfriend's daughter and I always oh, like, okay, right. like it's like fully, nice. is Elsa gay? 100%. Elsa? 100%. Which one's Elsa? Elsa frozen. is the Oh, frozen. we saw Frozen 2 together and you cried like a baby. I cry like a baby every time. Oh. <laughs> Don't ask me how many times I watched them on Disney Plus. <laughs> we just watched the. um. You drove from Wingong just to watch I'm it obsessed. in 4XD. I'm obsessed. That yeah, was a good it's movie. It's my favourite. Um, that song out of it's good. The 80s one, yeah, I, I lost know. my shit. I loved it. Last oh. in the world. Yeah, it was really funny. It is good. Um, okay, so Andy, I want to ask you, have you ever had any spooky yet terrifying things happen to you in your life or are you sheltered? <laughs> I'm not sheltered. I, I grew up in Byron Bay until 2011 and my mum's an old hippie and, you know, my dad's an old hippie as well. And we grew up in a World Heritage site. Um, I don't know how old it is now, but it's like an old railway cottage in Eltham, which is about 20 minutes outside of Byron. And old, old house. But my mum would always tell me stories. So when I was a kid, um, like she would hold me. And there's a few stories, but one of them mainly was like, I'd always point behind her and say the lady and like laugh. And mum would like freak the fuck out, obviously. Um, but it happened all the time. Then one, one night I was in my crib asleep I woke up crying sorry and mum's coming to my room to see what's going on and lied down next to me and she says that like this coldness came down and she couldn't actually get out of bed and I crawled and I fell off the bed while mum was held down there crying trying to get up and she could not move and she's she always talked about this ghost that like always come they went they got divorced blah blah blah. we moved and mum reckons it came with us but all the time in my house not not an old house that we built the house but would always see something. I would always be 100% certain and I'm, I don't like that. I don't like stories and all that shit. I would be very easy to be, very easily to say this. I was making shit up, but mm. I would always see something like in the corner of my eye, like just like things with my brother. I'd be no one there always. I don't know. Like I would be like constantly to the point where I would just ignore it. Yeah. Because Jordy mentioned in the last one that your apartment block has weird vibes too. Oh yeah, my apartment's... <gasps> Last night was scary. Um, it was like 1am. It didn't turn out to be scary, spoiler. But we were like lying in bed and his buzzer went off. Yeah, my buzzer, like, which never Whoa. goes off. Never goes off. And it's, he was like half asleep. It was... I was asleep and it went off. And it's, it's 2020, no one buzzes. They fucking call you up and say I'm coming over. Mm. And it's one in the morning, so I was like... It was scary. Yeah. You think it was an accident? It was like just the guy downstairs. It was a guy I met once. I put my head out the window to see him just walking in circles and he sits on the middle he of the like ground. sadly sat on the ground. Yeah, then I'm like... Oh, that's he looks up and he's like, can you let me in? It was horrifying though. That's too much. But I was scared because she was scared and I was still in the lounge room. It was pitch black and I went near the door and I went... Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and she squealed on the line. I was like, stop! I'm, I, I'm more scared of, like, people than I am of ghosts and demons. Yeah, I hate that like, shit. I'm so scared of, like, home invasions yeah. and, like, strangers in the That's like, the str- that, that movie is a stranger. Yeah. That is it's based on a true story. Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Based on that a true story. so scary. An actual couple in Connecticut went to a wedding and they were staying in this, like, Airbnb-type place and these uh, masked 
this masked family, a young girl. Family. Young girl and a mum and a dad came in, literally just murdered them and left and no one <gasps> knows who it was. With a young daughter? With a, well, she was like in her teen years. That's fucked up. Um, I might do a story on it one day, but there's so much information it's on it. It's kind of like that story about the little, little uh, short dude under the bed that fucked that chick up and then she became like a counsellor. You, you told a story about the... Uh, okay. Like stabbed her like heaps of times. Oh yeah, yeah, up. yeah. It was a he, very no, early episode. He was in the basement. That's right. Like a real parasite. He lived up on in the attic or some shit. Oh, and he came out the ninja. And, yeah, the ninja man. The ninja. He was so scary. That is yeah. That, yeah, that's terrifying. That's horrible. Not a I think it was like episode three or four. Yeah. What like, episode is this? Sixteen. Wow. What the fuck? There's also another story I read recently. A true story. This is so fucked. Okay, so there oh. was a woman who was home. She lived alone. I completely home alone. Um, and she woke up in the morning at like 6am to go to work. And when she gets up out of her bed, she goes to the fridge and she's like, there's some sort of slime on the floor no. from the fridge. <laughs> and it leads to under her bed. Oh, no. Like, it's like Vaseline type. Like, no, 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 no. Sucker. And she's like, what like is a this? slug. This is almost like a slug. And she's like, what is this strange like Under-lip. liquid? And she doesn't know what it is. She cleans it up, whatever. Then she actually calls the police because she's like, "There's something wrong here," and I think that's a good thing to do. Something, there's something obviously good thing wrong. To do is leave your house. There's right something away. obviously wrong, and yeah. she calls the police. They check, nothing's wrong. Then uh, another day passes. She wakes up again in the morning, and then same thing: the slime from no. the fridge under her bed. And she's like, "Okay, this is getting like really scary. Like, what's going on?" So she asks one of her friends to sleep over. Her friend sleeps over in the bed. It's like another another female. It doesn't happen for like another couple of days. And so she's like, I don't know what it is. Is it a ghost? Is it a spirit? I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Then one day she wakes up because she can hear something under the bed. Immediately, mm. immediately jumps out of bed, calls the police. Police come. It is a man who's been breaking into her house, <gasps> covering himself in butter naked mm. and slithering from her, <laughs> fridge, oh, from her fridge naked onto her bed to masturbate. That is exactly what I thought was going to happen as well. <laughs> I don't know why. And it, and it is a true Are story. You? actually happened. Is he in like jail or something? I think he's in jail. I was thinking it was either that or like a live octopus for but some reason. Isn't that so scary? <laughs> Every night a man is under your. Oh, I just like. <laughs> but why the fuck didn't she check woman. under her bed? Well, there's nothing there. It's like, oh, right. So so she was like, he, he'd, he'd escape. So just, he'd like. Yeah, he would just leave in the morning. <clears throat> he would right. literally get dressed right. and just leave. Oh. Um, but yeah, I think it was butter or Vaseline or oil. It was one of the three. Oh. The but he would literally oh, slither. God. He would just like slither his way through. Yeah. And the only reason that he, he said it was like, yeah, I just kind of like cut myself butter and slither through. Yeah. What's, what's like, wrong? <laughs> like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, you don't do that? Sexy Weird. snail. <laughs> Sexy snail thing. Oh, no. I got one more scary thing I was going to say. We, on this farm, like, property we lived on, this is going to be, like, triggering to some people, but there was a lot of feral cats back then, or still are, but my dad used to shoot all the feral cats. Love them, kill them, come on. Yeah. So they were, like, they weren't cute. I'm kidding, don't kill cats back then. They were mangy, crazy, and I would kill all the native birds, so that was it. But anyway, one day my dad just went out and shot a cat in, in the head and threw it into this... This is a country, right? Sorry, where did you grow up? Connecticut? Wisconsin? But my mum was... um. She didn't like cats either because she loves birds and that, like that was there was dead birds everywhere all the time. Ooh. So um, yes. Yeah, so my uh, dad shot the cat, threw it away, and um, it was like two days later. He asked my mum about this. It's horrible, but she was cutting up dinner or whatever, and she heard, she heard him. <laughs> it looks over. It was this cat with half its head blown off, 
It's still alive. Yeah, that's my, pretty my, incredible. Yeah, my, like, where I fucked up my mum. Where? Where was it? The cat. Yeah, that's like out. Like the kitchen kind of goes onto the front, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veranda kind of area. I was just there. So the cat had no head. It was yeah, a ghost. It was like, no, it was no, no, a, no, it, it was alive. Was, dude, my dad had to go shoot it so again. So the cat had got shot in the head and it survived it the survived. shot in the head. Yeah. And it had like half a head. It came back. Half a head. It came to the house when mum was cooking dinner. So it was like, finish it off, yeah. That's fucked up. That's a true story of resilience. So horrible. But. I just hate that he had to go like shoot the other half of the head. <laughs> like, oh my so god, bad. poor cat! Did you say he threw it and then it just came back? He threw it. It was like a river. Like, yeah. Oh my god! Wow. That cat was pissed. If that was me, I would have been like, "You deserve to live." Hundred percent. Although I think it deserves to like probably get put out of misery. Yeah, maybe it, it was. Yeah. It's like a pet cemetery type yeah. situation. Shit, maybe. Dark. Well, that brings me to the next segment, um, which is horror movie of the week. Oh, that's fine. It's new, isn't it? Last week was Mother! Exclamation mark. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Oh, we Did we watch it? it? I got over it. What's the oh, one I in the house? Here, so. I don't know. He, like, the brother started... F- uh, it just really made me fucking anxious. I was like, oh. That's the I, I just wasn't in the mood for it, I don't think. You have to really, Who's like... Who's in it? Jennifer Lawrence. It's like, yes, you know what it was? It was like a nightmare. It was, it was like a dream. It, was like, it just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah. I'm like... It's supposed out to... Out of control. Um, I'm like, dude... Everyone get out of the house. <laughs> Definitely. It's supposed oh. to give you that feeling of like just complete helplessness. Yeah. It's because it's it. all, uh, she's uh, she's mother nature. Yeah. Okay. And the house is the earth. And the brothers, for example, are Cain and Abel from the Bible. And oh, then Mother shit. Mary comes in. So everyone is metaphorically ah, someone. And then nice. she is so anxious because all this stuff is happening and she can't control it as mother nature. She's like, I've given you life. And a place to live, but you're just kind and of throwing it back it in my up. face. Oh shit! All right. um, it's all, really. I, 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 it was really good. Yeah. I, I, I just wasn't in the mood. I don't think we were yeah. in the right headspace. I was like, to watch I'm cutting gems. I try to start that, and I was like, I'm not in the mood. See, that's good in the movie. Like... It's slow. It's good. Yeah, but mother, yeah, I watched it the movies like three times. Oof! Because I watched it once, hated it. I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Went to the second time, understanding what the point of it was, and I was like, this is really interesting, mm-hmm. but I missed a lot. And I watched it the third time and I was like, this is incredible. And like, okay. very, very good. We should probably give it a Highly recommend. It's also pretty scary. But this That's movie not is horror movie of the week. Horror movie of the week is Drag Me to Hell by Sam Raimi. You shame me. <laughs> Love. Soon it will be you who comes begging to me. Someone has cursed you. Is the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. So 1969, Pasadena, a Hispanic couple, seeks the aid of a young medium named Sean Sandina, saying their son is ill and hears evil voices after stealing a silver necklace from a gypsy wagon, despite trying to return it. Sandina carries out a seance, but they are attacked by an unseen force that drags the boy to hell. Nice. Sandina vows to fight the demon again one day. (laughs) Now, cut to present day, Los Angeles, bank loan officer Christine Brown... Vies for a promotion with 
uh, conniving Stu Rubin. Her boss advises her to demonstrate tough decision-making. An elderly and disheveled European quote-unquote gypsy woman, Sylvia Ganoush, asks for a third extension on her mortgage, but Christine denies her. Ganoush begs her on her knees not to repossess her house, cries, and makes a sad spectacle. Security arrives as she recomposes herself, accusing Christine of, quote, shaming her. Mm-hmm. It's very intense. She literally was like, you shame me. So, like, like witchy very vibes? Angry. Very witchy vibes. Okay. She's literally on the ground, like, holding her skirt, being like, please, please. Um, and she, like, dusts her off. She's like, no, no, no. Like, my bosses are watching. I want to get this, prom- get this promotion. I need yeah. to make tough decisions. Yeah. And she's just got, like, one white eye. Uh, oh. The whole thing. Oh. Ganesh. 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 So in the parking garage, Christine is violently violently attacked by Ganesh, who rips a button from Christine's coat and curses it. Later, oh, no. Christine and her boyfriend Clay visit a seer fortune teller, Ram Jass, who tells Christine she is being haunted by a dark spirit. At home, Christine is attacked by the entity and has visions about Ganesh. At work, she hallucinates about her her and bleeds profusely from her nose. Mm. Amid the chaos, Stu steals a file from Christine's desk. That is the guy that's trying to get the job mm-hmm. over her. He's a prick. Anyway, Christine goes to beg Ganesh for forgiveness, but discovers she has died. Christine returns to Jas, who explains that as long as Christine is the owner of the accursed button, she will be tormented by a powerful demon called the Lamia for three days until she's dragged to hell. He suggests oh. a sacrifice may appease it. Christine reluctantly sacrifices her pet kitten. She meets Clay's parents at their house for dinner where she is again tormented by grotesque hallucinations. Christine returns to Joss, who requests a fee of $10,000. He introduces her to Sandina, who was the um, woman from 1969, who the boy got dragged to hell, who prepares a seance to trap the Lamia in a goat and kill it. Things go wrong and the Lamia inhabits first her body and then her assistant's body. Sandina exercises the Lamia but dies from the fight with her adversary from her youth the, from the initial scene. Jas steals the button in an envelope and says that she that now she can only remove the curse by passing the button and the curse onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. Christine decides to give the envelope to Stu, the guy from work, mm-hmm. to curse him, yeah. but changes her mind. Jas informs Christine that she can give the button to a dead person. So Christine digs up Ganush's dead dead body in her grave and gives the corpse the envelope. The envelope just as dawn is breaking. So she literally like digs just up, gets it. She like digs up her body, opens her mouth, and then she like puts the envelope in and kicks it close. It's like really dramatic, and it's just in time. Ganush body. Yeah, she's dead. She's dead. Yeah. Oh, Ganush body. Ganush body. Yeah, she died. Um, so, <laughs> missed a few letters in that one. However. So Christine returns home and prepares to meet Clay at Los Angeles Union Station for a weekend trip. She's further enlivened. She's very, very happy when her boss notifies her of the promotion after Stu confessed to stealing her file. So she got the promotion. Uh-huh. She gets a brand new coat. She's about to go on a trip with her boyfriend. Um, at the station, Clay hands her the envelope with her missing button he <gasps> found in his car, no, not no. knowing its significance. She realizes she gave the wrong envelope to Ganusha's body, <sighs> so the curse was never lifted. Oh. Horrified, Christine backs away and falls Spoiler. onto the train tracks. Fiery hands emerge through the ground and drag Christine into hell. Uh. Clay, now holding the cursed button, stares horrified at the empty train tracks with no trace of Christine. Oh, and shit. And now he's cursed? No, she's just been dragged to hell forever yeah, for eternity. Yeah, but now he's got the button. No, no, no. He's the not curse is done. Oh, okay. she, had a, she couldn't do it. Oh, that sucks. Truly sucks. <laughs> but it is 
like I laughed at the end. Yeah, it's that kind of like um, eighties horror. Very eighties. Like fuck, that is so dramatic. Very eighties, and a lot of the special effects in the movie are very like camp. Yeah, Really stupid, but it's very funny. And like, there's like the scene, for example, when Ganusha attacks her in the um in the garage. Mm. She like gets into her car, like she like leaps into her car. Her teeth accidentally fall out, <laughs> and Ganusha's gums. That's her. <laughs> yes, oh, I just Google imaged her, and I'm not into it. <laughs> her teeth. She was like the mum from that book sh- movie. Is know. she the lady of Harry Potter? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the she's um the nun. You know the nun. Absolutely oh, not. Yeah, you no, know, yeah. not. No, okay. No, Sorry, no. I'm just. So her teeth fall out, her false teeth, and she starts gumming Christine's chin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's trying to bite. She's trying to bite. I'm going to show the scene. So Ooh, I hate it. It's so good. I really want to see it again because I I loved it. It was very like funny. low key. Probably feel good. Ew. <laughs> The effects are so weird. Oh, she kind of gets a bit. Oh, I don't like this. If you had to have dentures, why would you choose those? Evil gypsy woman. Oh, oh, so she actually kills her. No, no. She just puts a roll down her throat. She coughs it up. Holy moly. And then she, um, she like curses the pattern. Is this when she gets cursed? Yeah. Is that the button? Yeah. Hot. <laughs> so where did this bitch come from, though? She was she's a alone. Romanian gypsy woman. So she had she nothing to mill. do with the the beginning. The, the no, no, no. She would have. So I, I would assume that um, she's probably she's related. She's running the mill. Same front of the mill. I reckon she's in the same family because she's obviously got yeah. using the same demon that that, that yeah. person used. But Lamia is a real... Anyway, so I would highly recommend it. It's very, very entertaining, mm. as you just saw. Very over the top, super funny, but also, like, very scary at times, mm. too. Um, nice. And I would recommend it. I would give it five out of five. That's huge. Yeah, I give it five out of five. I can't fault it. I think it's the perfect horror movie in all senses because it's everything that I want from horror and, like, it's everything that I've always wanted since I was a kid. Like, I always grew up with, like... Evil Dead, Halloween, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's mm. all like over the top, campy. Yeah, one, was just it for everything. Yeah, the one-liners. Like I, I live for a good one-liner. Okay. I'm obsessed. It's with like it. that, uh, again that documentary. That what was it called? The book. The book. So, oh, the, the, the book of book. Jeffrey. No, 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 no. No, the, no um, the documentary. Jeffrey's book. Jeffrey's book. <laughs> uh, circus of books. Circus of books. Oh, that was so good. The whole part we're oh, talking my. about like eighties porno. It was like oh my god, amazing eighties. Like, Gay it's porn, own thing. <laughs> yeah. um, like cinematography. Yeah, the jeans, incredible, incredible. Actually, beautifully done. Like tasteful. Stop it. Gorgeous. <laughs> so we can take a very brief break, and then we're back for the main story. See you soon, everybody. Bye. Bye.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Scheduleless Podcast. I hope you had a nice break. In real life, we had about a five-minute break. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan and Andy, hi. Hello. Hello. So, I want to ask you a question. Um, Have you seen American Horror Story? Yes. Bits and pieces. American Horror Story? Oh. Oh, which one? Coven. No. Yes, I love the Coven. With okay. Stephen Nicks. That was great. You didn't Coven. Huh? What kind of uh, drag person are you? Uh, I don't, I don't give a shit what you think of me. Stevie Nicks. Witches. She's a no Gaga Gaga, that's her time. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know anything about it. I that's watched the first good. one and it was a bit too Tumblr vibes for me, so I just discarded everything. The first one is very Tumblr vibes. Carbon is very Tumblr Carbon, vibes. I like the Psych Ward one. Where that's the best board. one. I that was great, yeah. Getting off topic here, but uh, 1986, very good. Anyway, so, Rona, horrible. Um, hotel, hated it. <laughs> I like the bit oh, in started good, got the so medical one or whatever where she sings Simon. the name game. I was like, come on. Until <laughs> after circus. Is it Ryan Murphy? Ryan Murphy, yes. Uh, oh, not a fan. Although he did do the thing we lo- watched last night, didn't he? What? Yes, he did that. No, he didn't. So No, what the fuck did we watch? Yes, he did. Did he do that? I thought he did a different documentary about the lesbian couple. Oh, we were, no, I think he produced it, maybe. He maybe. I didn't, he didn't direct it. I circus he, of Books. We're talking about Circus of Books. Circus of Books. Well, uh, Hotel, to me, I really like Cleopatra. Is that her name? I didn't watch it. Elizabeth, did you watch it? No, but I know it's based on the story that you did about no, the tank. Oh, it's based of. about that hotel. Well, <laughs> this story is based on a character from Coven. Oh, okay. huge. So, do you remember the Axeman? In the coven. In coven, yeah. Not no. in the cupboard. In coven. <laughs> he's gay. No, he's not gay. He's, that was uh, a really oh, bad okay. joke. <laughs> okay. yeah, sorry. So it's in, uh, well. I know it's a closet, but like it, it's tangible, I think. Cupboard. Not really. I was in the cupboard. Were you? No. Yes. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for the story? Better. It's going to be good. And um, yeah, it's that character is, was, uh, this person was inspired to be in coven. Yeah, okay. He was only a couple episodes. Hold up. Is this a real story about it all? Yeah. Oh, and he was in the coven. Correct. Okay, right. He's like, his character was inspired. Okay, right. Wait, is that how he worded it? His character was inspired by this person. So the character yeah. the character on the show was inspired by this real person. That's there it. we go. Ding, Got ding, ding. It. it might ring a bell when I get into it. Okay, yeah. so the Axeman. Picture this. <gasps> it's March 14th, 1919. Okay, New Orleans. You pick up your copy of your local paper, the Times... I want to say the Picayune. Picayune. Pica. P-I-C-A-U-N-E. Picayune. 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 Sure. And you read a very interesting open published letter. And I'm going to read that letter. This was in the newspaper. Okay. Addressed to hell. Oh. uh, Esteemed mortal of New Orleans. They have Mm. never caught me and they never will. They Mm. have never seen me, for I am invisible, even as the ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Orleanians and your foolish police call the Axeman. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe, besmeared with blood and brains of he whom I have sent below to keep me company. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offence at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact, they have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis Joseph, etc. But tell them to beware. 
Let them not try to discover what I am, for were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the axe man. I don't think there is any need of such a warning, for I feel sure the police will always dodge me as they have in the past. They are wise and know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as the most horrible murderer, which I am, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night. At will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens, and at the worst, for I am in close relationship with the angel of death. Now, to be exact, at 12.15 earthly time a.m. on next Tuesday night, I'm going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I'm very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions, nether regions, sorry, that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz bond is in full swing at the time. Okay. If everyone has a jazz band going, well, then, so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is that some of you people do not like jazz and do not want to play it on Tuesday night. And if so, you will get an axe. Well, as I am told and crave the warmth of my native Tartarus, and it is about time I leave your earthly home, I will cease my discourse, hoping that thou wait publish this, that it may go well with, with thee. I have been, am, and will be the worst spirit that will ever exist in fact or realm of fancy. Axe man. You need a whole I'm... page for that letter. Yeah. <laughs> so like he could have just been like, "Okay, guys, like play some jazz." Play some jazz. Oh, man. But I, like, I love how he calls the Axe Man. It's so fucking like it's wrestling. hot, isn't it? Yeah. Here comes the Axe Man. <laughs> and I also love that that was straight up published. I remember it from Cover Now. Yes. Yeah. So you had to you had to play jazz. Yeah. Music. And in this time, well, you have to have a a B A N D. A band. No, I think that's more of a uh, like a word to describe like have it have it jamming. Mm. Like just no, 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 it. but like in nineteen nineteen, there was uh, record players. Oh my god, I am the stupidest person. No, I'm pretty sure. Planet. Maybe I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure yeah. it would be. Yeah. Right. I don't know anything about. Not history. everyone has their own jazz band at home. <laughs> no, but <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. saying. Maybe it's like a, a, a bracelet, like a jazz. Oh, one. yeah, 1870, the record was invented. So it definitely would have been a record, like gramophone. So okay, sick. Switching. Well, I was just trying to, I was just thinking of the logistics. You're just like, all right, Bob, Michael, bring in your <laughs> trumpets. I'm going to go to bed, but uh, you guys play, play <laughs> yeah. along. I'm going to go to And one, two, three, four, and I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But that you'd have to be pretty, like, wealthy, right? Then to be playing this. To have a record. I think in New Orleans, literally the best. There were mansions over there as Great. well. I don't know. I'm just trying, to, I'm trying to lay this. It was this very big French colony. Very okay. slimy as well. I remember it from the cabin. It was like a... I remember what the scene was, but there's like a lot of people hanging from shit and a big black dude cutting them all up. That was Madame, I think Madame Lawler, you think you are? Yeah. She that, tortured like slaves. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. heavy. I actually went, so I've been to New Orleans. Okay. But when, I, but when I went there, the city itself is like, I did a tour and it's one of the most haunted mm. cities in the world. Ew. And um, when you go there, you feel... A lot of the vibes. Almost like, like you feel exhausted because there's just so much weird energy going on. Mm. Um, and we went to the house where Madame Lollery mm. killed those slaves and these are strange. Nicholas Cage owns it now. Yeah. No. Why does he need know. to own that? I but, love um, him to bits, but really? It's crazy. But um, yeah, let me continue, I think. He is fucking crazy. He is crazy. Yeah, but he's also beautiful. Love him. Mm-hmm. So in 1919, New Orleans was... 
huge party central pretty much every dance club and bar were filled with capacity and bands playing jazz in hundreds of venues around the city the city which is pretty much coined like i mentioned the birthplace of jazz uh they did not play this music out of love they played it because they were scared in 1919. uh three days prior like i mentioned the this newspaper published a letter by the axeman and literally everybody was just like shit scared. In that jazz. imagine like Someone in Sydney is like, if you don't play... If you don't play Losing Charlie It by X, Fisher. <laughs> if you don't play Charlie XCX, I will literally slit your damn throat. There's sleep. something so, like, I would not scary issue. about him having to, like, he's like, earthly people, but he's also writing, he had to send it in to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the but papers. did he, though? We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Was it a magic thing? <clears throat> Strange. So he already killed before, as I mentioned in the letter, and he threatened to do it again. So on uh, March... 19th at... Sorry, Andy's just eating some marble Cadbury mm, chocolate. chocolate <laughs> Cadbury, please sponsor this podcast. I wish. Uh, on May 22nd... Uh, sorry, March 19th, 12.15am, if he discovered any household not playing jazz at the time, he was going to murder someone. So, to be safe, people actually played jazz music for, like, weeks on oh, end. Oh, okay. Because they were, like, not just like, worried about that one night. They were like, yeah. look, I don't want to die. Yeah, no fair. Let's keep going. But so on the on the night of May twenty second, which is March of May, two months later, mm-hmm. nineteen eighteen, so a few years later as well, nineteen eighteen, <laughs> Italian grocery store owner Joseph Maggio and his wife Catherine were Catherine. Yeah, wow. Were, wow. Were discovered lying on their bed in a pool of blood. <laughs> no. Joseph's brother, who lived next door, were the ones who found the bodies. Joseph and Catherine had their throats cut with a razor blade while they were sleeping. Which who did it? Here's my thing. If you're sleeping, mm. and you're sleeping next to each other, how would you not wake up? Well, from being killed? From one of you having your throat cut, I feel like you would wake up. Probably just kill... Yeah. Do I, yeah. Do I like the splits on both of them? Yeah, but, <laughs> but I hear, she, I, might, she could I have hear. woken up, but... Or he. And he... I don't know. Also, something about these... Every, this is completely sidetracked, but every time I read one of these stories, it's always like, Joseph, Astora, and his wife... It can't be yeah, like it's never Catherine and her Cat- husband, the store owner. Or just saying both their names. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to mix it up a bit. I'm going to like do the opposite. I mean, it was 1917. It had slaves. It wasn't Yeah, no, but someone time. in 1917 <laughs> didn't write this on like that's Wikipedia. That's not a very PC. Is all I'm going to say. I'm just going to flip it around because I can. Uh, so Catherine's throat was so deeply cut that it was almost severed from her shoulders. Oh, uh, The killer had entered the property of the couple by chiseling a lower wooden panel out of the back door. So he literally like... It was all wooden doors back then, obviously. And the panels were made with, like, planks of wood mm-hmm. connected to each other. So he, like, would knock two or three of these wood panels out and just crawl through. Ew. Um, he wouldn't hear that, even. And he would also always leave the chisel behind. He would always yeah. do everything behind. And he would always use only the axe that was in the house. He would never bring his own. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> throw out your axes, people. Like, <laughs> but, like, lucky that you own an axe. Like, what if you didn't? Would you be like, fuck, next one? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> lucky, like, you wake up in the morning and, like, your door is Chisels busted open. through, but luckily you didn't own an axe, yeah. so you went home. Anyway, so after the killing had taken place, uh, the axe was left in the bathroom and the razor dis- uh, dispensed off of in the neighbor's garden. Uh, no valuable items had been taken, which obviously eliminated any, like, burglary as a motive. Mm-hmm. 
There were a number of arrests after this, including one of Joseph's brother, who he was the man who died. Mm. However, all were released due to a lack of evidence. The only clue was a cryptic message written in chalk on a pavement, which was a short distance from the murder scene, and the chalk said, Mrs. Margio will sit up tonight just like Mrs. Tony. So, Mrs. Tony, um, the police were like, okay, well, what? Who's that? Mm. So they did a bit of digging in the files and they found um, that it was referring to a woman named Mrs. Tony Shim- Sh- uh, Schiambra, uh, who was one of a number of grocers of Italian descent who was killed in 1912, so a few years before. Goddamn. Uh, she was also killed the same way her throat was cut and a panel from the door was drilled out. Mm. So obviously they assume it was the same, same MO. So- so he, he killed them two weeks after he said play the jazz. Yeah, so obviously I think he, he everybody played the jazz mm. for a long time. So I think he was like a quote-unquote like appeased and was like, look, mm. I'll just, um, this is what I wanted. So sure. I've got to like stick to my word in a weird way. He almost had like a weird um, somber mutual respect with like murder. Do you know what I mean? No. No. So everyone, in terms did, of like, everyone did, did what he said. Well, that's like, what I mean. He wanted. I think it's more of a control yeah. thing. Like he, he, he has a, a some sort of complex where he's like, I'd say so. Play this, <laughs> or I will murder you. Anyway, so a month after the Maggio couple were killed, the Axeman supposedly struck again. So on June twenty seventh, a baker named John Zanka um, was making a delivery to a grocery store. So he baked some bread and was delivering it to the store to sell. Um, and this was owned by someone named Louis Bessumar. So realizing something wasn't quite right, he like walked in and there was like stuff thrown everywhere in this grocery store. And it was really early in the morning. Mm. Um, Zanka, the um, baker, went to the door at the back of the store and he saw that um, Bessumar and his wife were both covered in blood, but they were still alive. Oh. So best, the Bessemers had been hacked by a man with who was holding an axe um, who had, again, knocked out the panel in their back door and entered the bedroom while they slept. God damn. The axe, um, which actually belonged to Louis, was once again found in the bathroom. No valuables were taken. Suspects were again rounded up, including an employee of Louis, but all were released due to lack of evidence. And in a bizarre set of events that followed the attack, it was discovered that Harriet, um, who was the um, other woman that was, like, beaten to death... Mm in the back room. She was not uh, Louis' wife, but she was a mistress, and the media had a field day, um, and their frenzy just followed. Like, it just kind of, like, fucked everything up because mistresses and shit yeah, yeah, were, like, yeah, a big yeah. deal, yeah. apparently, back then. Or, like, really, like, illegal? Um, I think it was just more like, women, you shouldn't do that. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, so they were just, like, would just kind of take that news and, it, and run with that got a bit messy so the action was like where's my attention so the next uh, axeman attack came in august that year i think because uh, this is like quicker now i think because he didn't get the attention he wanted so this time it was a pregnant woman named oh. uh, mrs schneider after a long day at work her husband returned home to find his wife covered in blood her scalp had been cut open and mm, some of lovely. her teeth knocked out, but she was still alive. Oh, no, it's worse. So after a couple of days... How is that worse? I don't know. It's like... It gets better, don't worry. I, I want them to... Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy, but at least she's alive. I'd rather be dead than get scalped. No, true. True, but, like, I'd like to be alive. True. 
What's your Lots of truth being thrown around. <laughs> I would, if someone's like, I want to scalp you off and smash your teeth in, I'd be like, I'd probably just rather die. <laughs> Uh, I don't wig know. Wig it up, wig it up, wig it up. Wig it up, yeah, come on. Do you want to die or be scalped by the Axeman? No, I'll take a, sca- uh, a scalping. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take a scalping with a side of fries. <laughs> so, um, so after a couple of days, Mrs. Schneider regained consciousness in hospital and recounted seeing a dark figure looming over her as she woke up from a nap. Oof. She remembered seeing an okay. axe, and luckily the trauma did not impact her baby daughter. Oh my god, really? Um, I was about gave, to say that. Yeah, she gave birth dead. to her, like, a couple of days later. Oh, canal. She was very heavily pregnant. Oh my god. Um, it's a rough week. So the attack on Schneider represented a slight change in the axe man's MO. She was neither Italian nor was she grosser. Mm. Therefore, it was seen that um, as if anyone in the city could become a target. And after another axe man suspect was cut loose by the police... New Orleans started to fear that some kind of boogeyman was on the loose in their city. People started to spread rumors about um, the Axeman being like more of a demon, ghost. Big v- black voodoo in yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, so people were just really scared. And, um, yeah, fair enough. They, I think they just wanted answers, so they were just going to kind of pull up whatever they could, really. Mm. Five days after this attack on um, the pregnant woman, mm. Schneider, the mm. Axeman returned to his preferred target, attacking an elderly Italian grocer in his sleep. Pauline and Mary Bruno awoke to the sound of commotion coming up from the next door room, sorry, which was occupied by their uncle, Joseph Romano. Upon entering, they saw Joseph had been struck on the head and For was sake. badly bleeding. The assailant fled the room. The women described him as a dark-skinned, heavy-set and wearing a dark suit and a slouch hat. Just like the other attacks, the attacker had chiseled a panel out of the back door. Like, again, same shit. Nothing was stolen. They used the axe that was in the house. Why does everybody have axes? Mm. God damn. Throw them away. Probably uh, fireplaces. Fire. Wood and shit. Just lumberjack yeah, shit. Yeah, true. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, just like 1918 yeah. things, I yeah. guess. 1980. <laughs> 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 1918. Sorry. Uh, I kind of gave up halfway through that wood. <laughs> what else did they do? They didn't have like switches or anything. And puppet shows. Chop wood. <laughs> and puppet shows. And mistresses. <laughs> and mistresses, apparently. Puppet so, um, oh, what a uh, joke. Two days later, Joseph died from his wounds, unfortunately. Uh, New Orleans Ooh. went into a state of heightened panic, fueled by the media frenzy that erupted in the wake of Romano's murder. Newspapers began reporting on an armed uh, reporting on armed men keeping watch over their families while they slept. People, oh. people start hiring like people to like literally mm. sit by their bed with a gun. Um, obviously Shit, rich imagine. people. I yeah. trying to say, they would have had a lot of guns back then. Yeah. We'd be like, night, Bob. Like, all right, mate, good night. Like fucking Matt Ruskies. There with like a, <laughs> like rocking chair wow. in the corner of the room, just like keeping watch. Really uh, That's cool. So newspapers began reporting, I oh, sorry, yeah. Terrified residents now lived with the constant fear of the Axeman attacks, made worse by the fact the police could not offer no solution as to the identity of the killer. A lot of things about the case made little to no sense. Why did the Axeman always leave the chisel he used to pull out the wooden panels? Why did he rely on the axes found in people's homes? Although many people he had attacked were Italian grocers, some were not. So why, like, nothing's connected. It makes no sense. The Axeman would seemingly take a short hiatus from killing, returning once again seven months later on the 10th of March, 1919. Um, Nothing about his MO had changed. The victims were a family of grocers called the... Cordemilias, the Axeman, entered the house via his trademark chiseling of the back door. He used an axe taken from the victim's house and he stole no valuables after the attack. Yes. So this is probably his worst attack yet. So 
Rosie Cordemilia awoke to the sight of her husband Charles fighting the axe man. It was a fight he would lose, taking multiple Ooh. blows to the head and suffering a fractured skull. The axe man would then turn his attention to Rosie, who was also cradling her two-year-old daughter in her arms. The axe came down upon them both, killing the child instantly and fracturing Rosie's skull. But she survived? So after he heard the screams coming from the Cortemilia's household, fellow grocer uh, Lolando Giordano, whoa, rushed to his neighbor's property and alerted the police immediately. Both Charles and Rosie would make full recoveries, although Rosie pointed the finger of guilt at the very man who came to their aid, Giordano. What? So being a rival grocer, Rosie pinned the blame on Giordano and his son, Frank. The two men were charged with murder and found guilty. Frank was to hang Giordano to send life in prison. Charles denied his wife's claims. Reports state that he divorced her shortly afterwards. And nearly a year later, Rosie withdrew her testimony, saying she gave it out of spite and jealousy. Sorry, hold up. The girl that got her... Her daughter killed, yeah, and husband killed, yeah. Blamed her husband neighbor. lives as well. Oh, and she, who, what, what happened? So she blamed the next door neighbor because they were doing better as a grocery store. Yeah, oh, just just because right. she was like, you know what, fuck so she you, you up, sell more Pringles. So what happened was she woke up from a nap, I'm sorry, yeah. sleeping. Her husband was fighting the axe man. Yeah, and they got bashed in the head really bad. He fell to the ground. Then his his her little daughter got murdered. And then Fast the next one neighbours, Giordano, yeah. came over and then she's like, you killed, you killed them. And then later, a year later, Imagine. joke, sorry, I just didn't like them. What an <sighs> ass. Okay, fuck her. But also, I mean, she was also a kid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also. The trauma. What a dumb, what a Got a man killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, so they're both released. So Thank God. being he hung. Didn't get killed, oh, I didn't get hung. Right. No, it never goes off um, circumstantial evidence for. Um, uh, Murder? Like, what do you call it? Fuck. Um, death sentences. Mm. So they'd have to have like hard evidence. And yeah, right. Hers was just circumstantial because she'd actually see yeah. who it yeah, was. Right. She's like, I think it was them. Um, <laughs> they got, they both got released, but they spent a year in prison. Still, that's so. yeah, fucked. What a bitch. So a few days after the attack on the court of Amelia's, the Axeman decided to write to the newspaper again. The letter header said hell and it was addressed to um, the esteemed moral. The Axeman would go on to describe himself as a demon from the hottest hell again. Blah, blah, blah. Just gone. He just sent a huge another poem in, pretty much. God. Loves himself. So, we're going to go back to the night of uh, 12-15, 19th of March, the one that he specified in the newspaper that he mm. had to play jazz that night. Yes. Is this so, way back when? Way back when, 18... 12? No, 1919. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, my own. Yeah, 1919. So it was the first time he's... First time. Yeah. This is when the newspaper article came out. Mm-hmm. We're going back. So the way that I have structured this is horrible. So those stories I just told you, they were before. Yes. And now and this is right. the news... We're back up to the newspaper now. Oh, so this is before he put something in the newspaper. So I started with the newspaper just to be like, oh, this guy's dramatic. To give and then, it went back, then it went back in time to, like, when he first killed all these people. Oh, so he killed all these people, then he made them. And now we're back. That's why he made the newspaper, oh. because he's like, it's me, the axe man, this I my name. I was wondering why he I'm killed people. Like, yeah. they did the right thing. And now we're back to that night. Okay, bro. Okay. So sorry, very confusing. But... It's all right, forgive him. So New Orleans was alive and noisy, and people were, made, like, making sure they were playing jazz. And mm. a local composer named Joseph Davilia even created a song for the night entitled The Mysterious Axe Man's Jazz, and it would go on to become a huge hit. Which I'll play right now. Oh, cool. It's like a mighty boosh kind of thing. Yeah, that is very that. Oh, sorry. Be quiet, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> don't. Be quiet. <laughs> 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 oh. 
Oh my god, this I was feel in like the I'm charts. waiting for Telstra or something. The court is valuable. Boring! We're <laughs> <laughs> waiting for lyrics. Like, what is it? But you know. So it's called I guess. Uh, The Axeman's Jazz, and underneath it was called. There's like a weird little. Uh, side quote. Are there lyrics was... to it or? No, no, no lyrics. No, no, no. Uh, don't scam oh, the papa. Don't... Wait, there were lyrics? No, no, it's called The Axeman's Jazz and then in brackets, don't scam me papa. Don't scam me papa? Papa. That's like, a don't scam me papa. It's like a really daddy vibe. Yeah, don't, don't scam me daddy. So, although it was doubtful that every household that night blared out jazz music into the early hours, the Axeman was clearly satisfied with what he heard as not a single attack occurred that night. In fact, the rest of spring and most of summer would pass before another axe was wielded in terror. <laughs> so in early August, the Axeman would res- resume his attacks with the same amount grocer Steve Boker was attacked while he slept. The Axeman cracking his head open with his usual weapon of choice. Nothing was stolen. Backdoor, blah, 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 the whole thing. Another, a month, another month passed on September 3rd. Teenager Sarah Lawman was attacked during the night and suffered severe head injuries as well as missing, missing teeth. A bloody axe was left on the front lawn. Like a boker, Lawman would recover but not remember a damn thing. However, the attacker came in through the window at the, the back door of Lawman's house, leading some to believe that it was actually just a copycat killer. Okay. It was the first time he ever came into a window, which doesn't yep. make sense. Then in October, the Axeman attacked again for what would be the final slaughter. So Mike, Pepitone, Grocer, and a father of six, I know. What's that funny? Was the Axeman's chosen target. Mike's wife awoke to the sounds of a struggle coming from next door, from the next door room, sorry, where her husband resided. Blood was splattered across the majority of the room and Mike lay in a pool of his own blood. Ooh. He would shortly die from the injury sustained to his head. Oh. Mrs. Pepitone Pepitone claimed to see two men fleeing the scene. Apart from wait, two men? Yeah. Apart from the additional person, everything else about the event and the crime um, was the same MO as all the others. So it's like, what the fuck? Why were there two? And just like that, it was all over. The accident was never seen or heard of ever again. And like the spirit he claimed to be, he simply vanished into thin air. The true identity of the Axeman would remain cri- one of crime's greatest unsolved no. mysteries. No! Oh, but God the damn. exciting thing is it's some really cool theories. So I'm going to go through them. Okay, thank God. So theory one, which I think is the real, I, I personally think is the one. It just, like, makes so much sense. So the black hand theory. So since the majority of the Axeman's attacks were on Italian-American grocers, it has led some to believe that they were all victims of an earlier form of mafia called the black hand. The black hand crime was a name given to an extortion method used in Italian neighbourhoods at the time. Therefore, the murders could be linked to unpaid extortion debts. However, the Axeman frequently have left suspects alive, which many mafia experts believe would not be the case if it had been true black hand attacks. In a similar vein, many Sicilian immigrants to America to America at the time had a deep distrust of the authorities, yeah. which led them to take the disputes into their own hands and settle them the old-fashioned way, otherwise known as the vendetta. The vendetta could have well been the reason behind these attacks. I feel like that's it, because they're no. all Italian. They're all Italian. Yeah, but mafia's not trying to fucking make... The, like, that guy's a showboat that's, like, all acts... Like, these big murderers that, like... I, yeah. Serial killers, they, they, they want the attention. He seeks it. The mafia don't want the fucking attention. They're not making everyone play jazz. But I also think that um, there was... I think that they were doing the attacks, but someone wrote that letter. Okay, Someone completely right. irrelevant who, like, wanted the attention. That's why no one was murdered that night. That night, right. Because oh, the sense. mafia was like, that ain't me. I see you think someone is this prank called. Pretty much, like... but a prank-letted. Yeah. Prank-letted. Hmm. 
I'll find you a picture. I, no, Sorry, no, I'm just looking Google pictures. images. I imagine this like dude with a top hat, like a cane with a skull on it, kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, like voodoo vibes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, well, I've got some very um like princess and the frog, like okay. Tiana vibes. Obsessed. That. Voodoo scares me. Oh, I love voodoo. We're in a voodoo tour in New Orleans. It's incredible. Mm. Anyway, theory two. Joseph Mumphrey. So Mumphrey is the only legitimate suspect to have ever been linked to the real identity of the Axeman. Mumphrey led a blackmailing gang in New Orleans that targeted Italian-Americans. In December 1920, a year after the Axeman had struck his last victim, Mike Pepitini, Mumphrey himself, was shot dead by the widow of Pepitini in Los Angeles. When Mrs. Pepitini claimed Mumphrey was the Axeman and remembered mm. seeing him run, run away from the bedroom the Huge. night her husband was killed. So she got revenge and killed him in L.A. Mumphrey had served... In L.A.? Served time in prison, yeah. Served time in prison. The date's apparently coinciding between 1912 and 1918 when the Axeman attack I, stopped. Yeah. They resumed at the same time Mumphrey was a free man. He left New Orleans after the killing of Mike Pe- Pepitini, again explaining why the Axeman seemingly disappeared after 1919. Okay, all right. Damn. That's sounding pretty so legit. And then theory three... Copycat killers, although an Axeman has a registered demo, not all the killings follow the same, like, follow it to, to the letter, mm. leading some to believe the Axeman was, in fact, several people who have just either been working together or copying yeah. each other. Yeah. Theory four, my favourite theory. Please be stupid. An ungodly demon. Yeah. Yeah. So, his ability to appear in people's houses in the middle of the night and vanish just as easily, mm. have some believe in the accident was indeed what he said he was in the letter, which was a spirit that ever, the worst thing to ever exist in the realm. Yeah, definitely. There's a documentary that theorizes that the Axeman, okay, this is actually so interesting though, and so creepy. So, yeah. I watched this documentary on YouTube um, that was also recommended by um, Karen from Oh yeah, <laughs> My Favorite Murder <laughs> yeah, podcast. Right, right, right. And <laughs> in this podcast, in the in this video, this person theorizes that um, the Axeman was murdering long before he was in New Orleans and after because there are so many people in the States, like in Washington mm. and other states, that were murdered in their beds with an axe. Like, with their own axe, and nothing was stolen, and the thing was drilled yeah, right. out of but the But just in different places. For over 100 years. Oh. Over the course of 100 years, the same MO Ooh. in completely different states over 100 years. And the scary thing is that in many of these murders, there were, like, dogs in the neighbourhood in, like, pretty much all of these murders. Not one dog made a single noise, and... They even tried to use bloodhounds to gain, like, a scent on the killer, and they could not pick up a single scent. Hello? Ew. Demon 101. Yeah. So, big demon vibes. So this image here... Yes, I love images. Is, I'm a visual learner. So am I. So it's plain... This this image is uh, claimed to be the work of... Uh, oh, here Eduard Martel, I'm going to say. Cute. He was a French photographer who travelled across the US in the early 20th century while... Testing his new invention, a camera with automatic exposure settings and a shutter mechanism attached to adjustable timer. Wow, he's smart. Hold up. So this is when I was happening. Yes. So. I imagine to be old Greg. I keep seeing old Greg. <laughs> <laughs> like how, how lucky can you be taking photos like literally in the yeah, time? Yeah, that's insane. So this photo was one of the many shot by Martel's new camera, which was he often hid from public view to capture the most candid shots possible as his oh. subjects were usually unaware. <laughs> Sadly, Martel's invention did not bring him success, blah, blah. 
Um, but the photo is in front of Mike Pepitone, Pepitone, Pepitone's house. Mm-hmm. On the Why same, I'm, that's pretty convenient. The same time that he was murdered. What like? It was just a really strange coincidence. Like nobody understands why or how. I reckon the murderer did. But you can, if it. you just kind of look, you can see a man with a top hat walking. No, in, no, no. Walking into the house on the side. You see in the doorway. Yeah, straps, oh, yeah. straight up splend- <laughs> slender man. He's holding an axe. I can't see it. You can't see it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll oh, pop it on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't not look like a grocery shop. I mean, it's not. Oh, it's a house, never mind. I think it was a house, it's yeah. Pepperoni's house, yeah. <laughs> but is it weird that, like. <laughs> From far away, it definitely. You can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, it's one of those squint ones. You squint and you see it, you know? Squat a guy have an automatic camera set up at the exact time. 100%. 100% at the exact 100%. house. So the next one, this is the one that gives me chills. Yay. So, this theory, which fucking scares the shit out of me, is that the Axeman's ghost spirit, demon possession vibes, has been living on a Navy ship, and that's how he's been traveling around (laughs) as a demon. Okay, hear me out. Okay. So, ghost ship. This man, this man posted online on Imgur. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know the one. Back when it was like a more of like a photo sharing, talking kind of thing. Not when it was just photos. It was more like you can chat about Reddit for just photos. Like Reddit. So last, uh, he he posted this, okay? Last month, we came into Dry Dock to carry out refit and repairs. And he's working on this ship. He's from Norway. Dry Dock is when a ship is brought into the lock, the gates close, and all the water is pumped out, leaving the ship, blah, blah. So next to us was an old military, um, huge giant ship that was going to be broken down for scrap. Um, and the ship had arrived two weeks before they arrived on dry dock. So the ship has just been like, chill on there, not doing anything. Once all the sensitive stuff had been removed, the dock workers were free to go on. The dock foreman, John, went on board first with the camera to take pictures of the work areas. He took a couple of hundred, like took hundreds of photos and... Um, this is one of the photos. He later sent all of the photos to the bot, his boss, um, who upon seeing this one photo called John straight away saying, who's the guy with the axe at the end of the, at the, end, at the, end of the hallway with, with the camera flash? No, 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 <laughs> John no, had no, no idea. John had no idea. He never saw anyone. The area where the picture was taken was in a cross alley deep inside the ship. And the ship is like unfathomably enormous, like huge. Ew. So he was going around with a torch and a camera when he'd go to take a picture and he would turn off the torch, yeah, yeah, being in yeah. complete darkness, take the photo and then turn the torch back on. <gasps> so, pretty, so he took this photo in complete blackness. And so due to the fact that it was a military vessel, the police were called immediately. A search was carried out, but no one was found. There was, there was one way on and off the ship and that was by a gangway covered by CCTV. So you could not even come in or out. Oh, so this is in modern times. Modern times. All oh, right. CCTV. Um, no one was, uh, no one has seen leaving the ship. And uh, this guy who uploaded the photo, he's like completely skeptic. And he's like telling people like, please, like, I don't fake this shit. I'm like a 40 year old man. I don't know how to fucking Photoshop. I'm not into that <laughs> shit. Like, do you know what I mean? So here's the photo. Oh, I don't want to see it. It's but I do. iconic. And then I'll show you when it's a bit more blurred up. Oh, you see the chills. So that's the photo. No. <laughs> Stop it. 
What the fuck? And That's then, a legit person. And then bringing the exposure up. You're no, 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 no. That's a person. That's like a knobby. You're fucking kidding me. That's a ghoul. That's How straight up a dude, though. Like, How that's straight that? up a human being. That's a human being. That's definitely... That's an So, axe. the theory is that he... But the guy who took the photo is, like, legit. Like, nah, nah, nah. No, he's so adamant that he... And don't! Oh, my God! <laughs> Fuck! What happened? Sorry! What happened? I didn't even see. I did this to her. I was like, above her. <laughs> he, he, like, looks behind me and pretends something's behind me. <laughs> what? You. You're evil. <laughs> I did nothing. He does this to me constantly. Well, I think... So the theory is that... Dumb theory, but also fun. It's a fun theory that the Axeman, if, to get to around America, he's been on the... The ship. The ship. For the ship years, For 100 years. And the people have connected that that this Axe person with... Like, oh, that's like, no, like ghost photo ever. Because normally it's like a fucking, like the first right, one. Right, it's so like clear. A that's like, not a ghost photo, yeah, that's a person in an image. So a lot of people in the comments are like, that's a harmless man being scared and he's picked up an axe. Clearly. It looks like a harmless man. Yeah, that's like, what they think. Yeah, it probably. Even like, so, that's even scary. Probably. Oh no, that's still horrifying, but. That is very scary. Um, the fact that he was like turning, I think it's the torch on and off shit that's got me. Fucked up. I would never. The torch? Absolutely not. Well, he was like going around the ship with a torch and he turned the torch off. Yeah, why was he doing that? So, I think because the camera, the flash, like, gives you much more detail. Yeah, fuck that straight yeah, away. Yeah, fuck that shit. That's like, you know, um, it's, it's, like, it's like, here's a horror video game. It's where, like, yeah. that's, you don't yeah, even see his night vision or flash. There's it's a like, Japanese horror game called, um, I, Butterfly Sky. Yeah, and you, like, yeah, take photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. Absolutely not. Um, well, that's pretty much it. That oh, was the murders. Really intense, really scary. I want to watch The Coven again. Yeah, if you watch Coven... So like, there's a character in it There's, like, that. three episodes where the Axeman, he's, like, a spirit in the yeah. show. Okay. Um, and okay. he kind of comes, and if you don't play jazz... I don't, know, I don't remember it, but it was good, and um, I hope you enjoyed that. That was amazing. Yeah, I'm a bit good. spooked out. Those, those real photos, like, every time we do podcast I always look it up because I love the yeah. real photos that you see or the footage and they're always so traumatising they're fucked I'll put them I'll put both of those on the Instagram for anybody that yeah that's actually screwed up yeah it looks like he's about to burn I know yeah, it's like really it's like it's weird. like very shining like I don't like that <laughs> yeah it's one of the and he's bold and like scary and gaunt looking I don't like it um, well guys thank you so so Thank you so much for having us. us. So welcome. Next week's going to be really interesting. So whoever is on, I don't know who it's going to be. We're going to be playing a live horror game for the first part of the podcast. I'm so glad it's um, I'm not playing it. Fuck no. I'm too scared, but I'll get someone else to do it. Because it's funny. What do you mean get someone to play? Oh, like play a video game. That's like horror. It's just oh, their reaction. Can I recommend one? Please. Our last. Oh, our last is so scary. Is, is that what you so made me play? scary, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I can't finish it. I'm like, I'm it just... Have you played a Witch game? No, I haven't. I've seen... I've it's watched right. a stream. I've I've never game. played a horror game. No, yeah. Outlast is just... is really, really scary. I should do a whole episode of horror games. You should. But they're very... Yeah, it's a whole entire niche. Games. It is a whole niche. And, yeah. yeah. Guys, yeah. thanks so much. Thanks um, us. Come back anytime. And uh, this has been the schedule. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. So much love. And stay safe. Bye. 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 Bye.
I don't believe in coincidences. How much shit can happen on one street? One little insignificant street. Quiet, suburban, nothing shady until a year ago, and now two families are destroyed. A disappearance and a death exactly one year apart, and they live next door to each other? Something strange was going on on Hazel Street, and I was going to find out. Golden Ash, an episodic crime drama from That's Not Canon Productions. <laughs>